0: This is the Dave and Checky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair cause it's the freaking Dave and Checky Show. Show, we're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So, come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffy. This is the Dave and Checky Show. Hello, and welcome to Tim's House of Old Furniture.
1: All right, Uh, welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to. Episode 60 of the Middle Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals,
0: Tim, and his furniture. Uh-huh. No, I'm just kidding. It's Randy Bachman and that other guy with the first name, I don't know, Turner.
1: What? Oh, Bachman Turner Overdrive?
0: Yes, come on for 100 points. What's his first name? Don't look it up. You're looking it up.
1: I'm not looking it
0: up. See? I was... Everybody knows Randy Bachman and Burton Cummings. Uh But what's Turner? Who's Turner? Ted Turner. No, it's not Ted Turner. Oh, maybe it was. He's Canadian. You don't know. Is he Canadian? I don't know. All Turners are Canadian. Are they? Tina? I don't think so. And that's not her real name. Okay, Uh, she might be Canadian.
1: I see. Ike Turner.
0: Ike Turner. Well, that's a Canadian. That's what they call Canadians, you know what I'm saying?
1: No, I don't. That's the
0: secret N-word. They call them Canadians instead of the N-word.
1: I don't know who they are.
0: Uh, Racists.
1: I see. I I don't know that sort of jargon. When
0: you're like, we were at a party, but a bunch of Canadians came and they uh, held us up.
1: I've never heard it.
0: I was leaving the party and I got jacked by a Canadian. Nope. Yep. That's what they say. All right.
1: Well, uh, thank you, Dave.
0: Well, I'm just saying...
1: For hipping everyone to the fact that you know secret racist jargon
0: R- Randy Bachman
1: Uh-huh Canadian I'm
0: that guy Turner Uh-huh Let's, let's overdrive
1: All right Anyway, uh, I don't want to be any of those people today
0: Jeez, come on Randy Bachman's hip He's got a son That guy's on the chots
1: Uh-huh
0: All right His son is on the chots? On the chots He made a chot record Chot? He's like, a, yeah, he's chotting Oh, chart. You know, chart. Oh. he's on the charts. Uh huh. Uh,
1: anyway, uh, today's episode is all about
0: the chats. No. Old bands, new music. Hey, old man, take a look at my life. <coughs> I got some new music out now. That was my Neil <coughs> Young.
1: I see that. So, uh, What's happening is is that some of the old and I mean old bands. I don't mean oh Panic at the Disco has a new record. That's, well, that's not a really
0: a great band. Why would you put them down? Man? I'm
1: not putting them Hi, down.
0: I'm an internet guy. Uh huh. Uh dot dot dot. Panic at the Disco's hip man.
1: Okay, that's that's great. Uh, we're very happy for Panic at the Disco.
0: They're saying this is not an ar- This is not a what is it? <clears throat> it's an arms race.
1: Uh, no, that's I think that's Fall Out Boy. But hey,
0: fall in line, kid.
1: Listen. Let me just say, we are, the old bands we're talking about are the old bands. You know, you know
0: like Joan Baez, man, and Bob <clears throat> no. Dylan, bro.
1: Neil uh, Neil Young, uh, Deep Purple. We're talking classic, classic rock entries. Uh, those kinds of old bands. Hey,
0: hold on. Let's, this is a new show here. Uh-huh. How many on this list were at the original Woodstock? That's how old they are.
1: Yeah, pretty much. The I mean, there
0: at least two of them.
1: Oh, three m- of them. Okay, we got three of them. All
0: right. Neil Young was at Woodstock.
1: <coughs> Excellent. Did you see him there?
0: No, I was not old enough to go. But I, I would have gone if I was old enough.
1: All right. So what we're going to do is go uh, from least worst to best. Basically, we have thirteen. Oh
0: God, that's unlucky.
1: 13 uh, old bands with new music and we didn't just uh, limit it to 2019 because um, I personally made the cut off 2017 Fair enough All right, I figure that's a nice span of time Alright so the worst one on this list of old bands with new music
0: Now wait a second now Oh okay. <clears throat> Do you have uh, any discrepancies with this list that I have determined?
1: I have not. I have purposely. Because
0: you you offered the bands to choose from, but (laughs) I put them in the order of worst for best.
1: What I did was I looked up uh, old bands to see if they had produced new music. And I did not listen to anything other than the uh, original uh, band that started this off was The Who i guess a couple of weeks ago all right where you played something and and i was like wow that sounds really good but i didn't recognize it and it was new who so that was the only thing i listened to gotcha and uh all
0: right fair enough we'll just go with the list i have what happened?
1: i don't know uh i don't know did a
0: canadian enter the room
1: no, David. My f- headphones sounded different, and now they seem to sound the same. So I I'm think not there's sure.
0: There's a Canadian at the board. Uh
1: huh. No, I'm at the board. Thank you. Oh. So I haven't listened to anything. Um, I will be listening along. All right. I see my voice is already shit.
0: It's not shit. It's got an element to it. Every time oh, you could take up throat singing.
1: Yeah, I sound like Jackie the Joke Man. And it's not good.
0: Who, who? Pass me some notes.
1: It's not a a good look. Yeah, but Jackie mostly just passed notes and didn't talk so much. I'll be
0: appearing at the uh, Beanstalk in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Yeah, that, 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 that.
1: I went to the Beanstalk. So did I. I saw Jackie there. I saw Carol Leifer there. I saw Tim the Toolman Taylor there. Hey, everybody was at the Beanstalk. Beanstalk was hip.
0: Get hip. Funny cars. That I don't understand. All right. Are you ready to start? you old school. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I'm ready. What do you got?
1: On this list of 13, your least favorite was Neil Young and Crazy Horse and their newest album, Colorado. Mm-hmm.
0: Say I'm an old white guy
2: I'm an old white guy You might say that
0: This is what I'm going to say. I am a big Neil Young fan, (coughs) okay? Okay? I grew up on all the classics, man. I probably know Neil Young better than most out there, all right? I had the fucking songbooks, I had the albums, I know the fucking chords, I know the lyrics, Uh, I know it all, man. Excellent. This new stuff, this this is really crappy, man, it's just crap, listen to it
2: that She showed me
1: Colorado is the 39th studio album by Canadian singer-songwriter Neil Young and his first studio album with Crazy Horse since 2012.
0: Now look, they don't gotta call him Canadian right off the bat. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is the racist stuff there?
1: Oh, right? Uh, it was released on October 25th, 2019 by Reprise Records. The album was preceded by the singles Milky Way, released in August, and Rainbow of Colors, released in September, and is dedicated to Elliot Roberts, Young's manager since 1967, who died. Oh, Jesus. In June of 2019. So, these two songs, uh... Milky Way and Rainbow of Colors Apparently the singles that were put out there What did you think of those two songs?
0: Uh, I need to be refreshed on those Because uh, I had trouble getting through the whole album To the point where the only thing that stood out Was the nonsense uh, that I would like you to play But let's hear the other ones Let's see Rainbow of Color? That sounds like a Benetton
2: ad There's a rainbow of color Say no one's gone to whitewash those colors away. Now I know some might tell me that there's not room for all, and they should just go. to
1: the places
0: they fall What a stupid uh,
1: song. He's What is he doing?
0: All right. Are we talking now?
1: I'm talking.
0: Yeah, we are. So now that's what I'm talking about. See. Now that's why that's the worst music I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you know, if you like that, you're retarded.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because That is a far cry from Cinnamon Girl, Tonight's the Night, Old Man, Ohio. Look, when you're 25 years old talking about kids getting shot by the Coast Guard, or by the National Guard, rather, for uh, if they were in the right or wrong, that comes off, I can understand you writing Ohio, that's fine. But you're 75 years old now or something, married to who? Daryl Hannah? He is? Yeah. He's got a lot to worry about. And uh, so he sits up there in his little fucking mountain house, his chateau, and writes these songs that dribble nonsense. Uh, uh, Musically, it's a rehash of of what they used to be. Now, Crazy Horse was never that great musically, but they had their thing, and it was a certain sound, as is Neil Young's guitar playing. I could point to some... Solos by him, which you could consider really great, like on Cortez the Killer. I'm telling you, I know Neil Young, and this is fucking bullshit. This is listen to Down by the River, and then listen to the Who needs him to? Who needs this nonsense? It's musically p- crap, and uh, what is the fucking? What's the political message? I guess
1: he hates being white. Dude, uh, that's the message I'm getting.
0: Uh, what, look, listen to Union Man. That's another song of his, Union Man. That's a, it. Seems like he was fine being white when he was younger. What? What the fuck is going on here? What? Listen to Hawks and Doves. It's not so blatant. Look, he started getting blatant in the fucking 1980s or 90s. I think it was the 80s uh, when he started. You know, why so literal? He was a thousand points of light. You know what I mean when he was he was uh he was he was criticizing uh George Bush on uh keep on rocking in the free world. Uh-huh. Well we were all on his side back then. Yeah, and it was but you look back on it now. That's that's trite. That's cliched crap. That's it's not subtle. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. He's been bullshit for like 20 years.
1: This is I uh I was never a huge fan of Neil Young. You <sighs> seem been bullshit to have been for
0: 35 years.
1: Uh I can't stand any of this that we're listening to. It's just, it's just, I, I hate Whitey and I am Whitey and Look. I hate Whitey and you suck if you want people to go back home if they hate America.
0: You know, don't let it bring you down It's only the castle's burning. Don't, you know, that, that's how, that's, he's got some decent stuff in the seventies when we were fucking wearing blue jeans and fry boots. Ooh. You know, and we had mustaches, and Dan Fogelberg was hip.
1: The personnel on this is Neil Young, Nils Lofgren, Billy Talbot, and Ralph Molina.
0: All right, well, yeah, that's the original band. That's fine, but ugh, sounds like shit. <laughs> what what did they do? Would they give Nils Lofgren a fucking uh, horse tranquilizer?
1: I don't know. Is it bad?
0: Oh, I don't know. Listen to the music. I don't want to. sounds like shit.
1: I'm not into it. I, the, what I've just heard now... That the Colors of the Rainbow is was a single? No. Rainbow of Colors, I mean. Fuck that. Fuck them.
0: The uh, last good song you did was fucking uh, Under a Harvest Moon.
1: Yeah, I remember that one. That was right.
0: Neil, relax. Ride a horse. And I don't mean to call her that, but you know. Oh, stop it. Do what you gotta do.
1: You stop it. All right, let's move on to the next one. Are you ready? Yeah. The next worst one. On our list, I guess number 12 on our list.
0: Yeah. Tico Torres and the Torres Boys,
1: Bruce Springsteen and Western Stars.
0: That wasn't that far off. It was a Jersey
2: guy. Had enough heartbreaking pain. had a little sweet spot for the rain for the rain and skies of gray hello sunshine won't I think what? we'd be
0: better off with Tico Torres and the Torres boys quite right. You
2: rankly. made the list. <laughs>
0: Can we get, get Tico on the line and get him to stop re- uh, rebuilding houses and get him back on the drums?
1: I don't know what Tico's up to.
0: Hey, Tico knows.
1: So, is this another is this another thing like
0: uh All right, well, uh,
1: Neil Young where where he was once great but he's no longer suffering so the music is shitty?
0: Uh, well, this is the thing. Uh-huh. Neil Young was never great, right? But that's why he was great. I see. I mean, Neil Young had the most ridiculous voice in the world. That falsetto—you'd almost think it was a joke. Yes. But no, he was for real. That's because he's Canadian and he might be slightly retarded.
1: Well, that that could also be true. I that that's probably the reason why I don't love Neil Young is because his voice hurts my throat.
0: Look look at him. He he looks like he's the product of. Uh, possible incest
1: i don't i i can't
0: i can i I can tell you right now excellent yeah he looks that way i see who knows what they do up there
1: we have moved on to bruce springsteen and western stars now here's
0: the thing about bruce springsteen Uh uh-huh now for me yes uh once again i'm pretty familiar with some springsteen yes but Mm -hmm. anything after born to run Uh uh-huh you got to be born to run away from it Because it is terrible
1: Is that including What is that one with the
0: Somewhere in the swamps of Jersey Is where he should have Stopped recording
1: Which is the one That was really popular With Courtney Cox
0: Courtney Cox
1: Born in the USA
0: That was Glory days
1: No Born in the USA
0: She's on that video
1: Born in the USA I believe
0: Born in the USA Was so embarrassingly Cliched I can't even believe That people fell for that crap Oh, I don't know what the... Uh... Oh, my God. The River? The album The River from 1983? Yes. Ugh. All right. So you're saying the
1: 70s is where Bruce Springsteen stopped being good for you.
0: He took a wrong turn and he didn't come back. Now, that's what he wrote. You know, uh, He should have taken a wrong turn and never recorded again. Nebraska? I... He should have stayed in Nebraska.
1: Okay. So Western Stars, what do you think of Western Stars? Is... It's a nice title.
0: There's a horse on the cover. (laughs) There's the good points. Look, I guess it's like I'm saying, I guess it's unfair because, all right, well, first of all, just compare any of this to any of his earlier work. Anything pre-Born to Run compared to this album, you know... (laughs) Come on, man.
1: Springsteen stated in April 2019 that the album was influenced by Southern California pop music of the 70s.
0: Oh, oh, that reminds me. Uh Uh-huh. The worst song on the album that I can think of Uh is Sleepy Joe's Cafe. All right.
2: There's a place out on the highway across the San Bernardino line where the truckers and the bikers gather every night at the same time. At seven, the band comes in and locals dance the night away. It's Sleepy Joe's Cafe. I drive on,
0: down yeah. on the big. Singing about San Bernardino like it's some dream world. Oh boy! Uh, How many times you've been to San Bernardino, Bruce, in the past ten years? It sounds corny. Mm -hmm. It's corny, man.
1: San Bernardino is a shithole.
0: Yeah, and what are the lyrics to this song? Shithole. It's just, it's, it's terrible. It's just, ugh. What is it? Is it a country album? Is it supposed to be a country album? <clears throat> Western
1: Stars is the 19th studio album by American singer-songwriter Bruce Springsteen, released through Columbia Records on June 14, 2019. Right. It was produced by Ron Aniello, who worked with Springsteen on his two previous albums, Wrecking Ball and High Hopes. Ron what? Aniello?
0: Ron
2: Aniello. I don't know. That's oh, my, yeah.
1: What is that?
0: My cell phone. Uh, Ron and Yellow. Ron No, Ron and Yellow, more like Ron and No Blues. A documentary
1: film which marks Springsteen's directorial debut and features a full performance of the album premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival in September twenty nineteen, with a wide theatrical release in two thousand nine in October twenty nineteen along with an accompanying soundtrack for the film.
0: So this is not a Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band album.
1: Springsteen will not be touring for the album and announced that he will shift focus towards recording a new studio album with the E Street Band. Uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. So...
0: Alright, so this is one of his weirdo albums like Nebraska.
1: Is that what it is? I guess so. I mean, well, apparently... He's
0: got some sort of, uh, some sort of a romantic image of the Midwest and Southern California. Does he? Well, apparently...
1: He is a tar. Then, because Southern California is a shit hole, and San Bernardino. how do you know? Why? What are you talking about? Sleepy Joe's Cafe. Why are you saying San Bernardino? Of course, that's the first verse. Something about it. oh,
0: yeah. Okay. In San Bernardino, there's a Sleepy Joe's Cafe. Fucking San Bernardino.
1: Didn't you just read me a list of the the country's most dangerous cities?
0: Yeah, it's third in the country yeah. and number one in California.
1: It's the it is it is so, number one in California. If Worse at, than Oakland. If do you understand? At those
0: cafe, it's because the meth has not been uh, made yet, and they're they you know they're finally getting a little rest in between insanity bouts.
1: Or maybe it's the eternal sleep because you've been shot by a gang member. It is a terrible place. Uh, there's, It's awful It's a terrible place I, I can't even tell you
0: Sorry if you're from there Yeah. But you're the ones That made it terrible If
1: you're from there You fucking goddamn well Know it's a shitty place
0: Unless you've never been Anywhere else You know Dude Shit tastes great If you never had any food
1: We had to We lived in Lake Arrowhead And we had You have to drive Through parts of San Bernardino To get to Lake Arrowhead And uh So we know we absolutely know
0: doesn't matter why we know it just is
1: oh doesn't matter that we know it just is yeah uh it's a shithole and uh if that's yours if you're singing a a romantic song about san bernardino you clearly don't know san bernardino enough said did you say have anything more to say about bruce springsteen and this album
0: uh This is, I, I do you don't... know
1: what, Do you want to know what the singles were? The singles were uh, "Hello Sunshine," "There Goes My Miracle," and "Tucson Train."
0: I can't get through this. I can't get through the nonsense.
1: It says it was met with widespread critical acclaim.
0: Who are these people?
1: At Metacritic, which assigns a weighted average score out of a hundred. To reviews and ratings from selected mainstream critics, the album received a Metascore of 84.
0: Metacritic, what is this? A dating site for fucking assholes?
1: Uh, Rolling Stone says that uh, while several songs straddle the classic and the cliche, the album's music evokes country-tinged California pop from the '60s and '70s. Oh,
0: does it? Does that what it, is that what it evokes?
1: Sounding sounding like nothing Springsteen's done before.
0: Oh yeah, because this really sounds like uh, This sounds like the Eagles This sounds like Jackson Brown Now I don't like Jackson Brown But that ain't no Doctor of my eyes No It's awful, it's terrible,
1: it's gross I don't like it I have not I liked uh, Born in the USA Because it was poppy And I was that age to love that poppy bullshit When it came out You were. Your musical tastes are are far more refined than mine, so I enjoyed that record, but
0: you oh my know, God, the blue jeans and the white t shirt and the baseball cap. All right, okay, yeah. we get it. You're American. Ugh.
1: It was actually an anti American song if you really listen
0: to Born in the USA. Well, yeah, but he this was this ain't anti American, this is just la la land,
1: dude. I don't, I look, I don't like Bruce Springsteen, I this
0: just is, don't. This, there's this is not a thing, this mm-hmm. doesn't happen. There's no place on the San Bernardino line where the bikers and the truckers gather at the same time. Nope. That's the... What,
1: Never happened. This is
0: some sort of motion picture he's created in his head.
1: Never happened, folks.
0: If it happened, it's not happening now.
1: It has. If it happened, it was 40 years ago.
0: All right. Next.
1: All right. That was an abrupt end to the Bruce Springsteen it's section.
0: It's terrible. It's terrible.
1: All right. Number 11 on the best uh the worst to best list of old bands new music what do you got i've got jeff lynn's elo from out of nowhere
0: Should be called E-L-O.
1: From Out of Nowhere is the 14th studio album by British rock band Electric Light Orchestra and the second credited to Jeff Lynne's E-L-O. The band's first studio album in four years. It was released on November 1st, 2019. And the title track was released as the lead single on September 26th. (laughs) A lot like the Beatles to me
0: Yeah, and that's what it's supposed to sound like oh, now, okay. Let me just tell you something, well, In my you... opinion Uh huh. Did... That's not bad It's just I don't like Jeff Lynne
1: Oh, I see, I so you never, never like Jeff I don't Lynch.
0: like any of their stuff
1: I see, well, that's fine then It didn't sound too far off from I think the stuff that's
0: Yeah, so if you're an ELO fan You might think that's a great album And I can't blame you because he sounds as. Uh, to me, it sounds like he always did
1: it says the personnel is Jeff Lynn on vocals, guitar, bass, guitar, piano, drums, keyboards, cello, yeah, and Lynn vibraphone. Like, he's
0: like the English Todd Rundgren. Rich- Everything he does is going to sound like him, and he's got to play all the instruments.
1: Richard Tandy uh, plays a piano solo on One More Time.
0: Yeah, he probably owed Richard a couple of dollars. You know, hey, hey get on the piano, settle the that's
1: I don't know who that is. That's- Steve J is engineering and percussion.
0: Hey, Steve J, get off the goddamn tambourine and back on the board. We're missing some treble over here. So
1: I, I feel like it's mostly
0: Jeff Lynn. It's uh, Jeff Lynn and the ego trip, they should call it. They call it Big Ego Trip with Jeff Lynne. So, I mean,
1: it honestly, it sounds like the Beatles, and I guess they kind of always sounded like the Beatles.
0: Yeah, and that's why Jeff Lynne is like, you know, <sighs> Jeff Lynne is whatever. But I, I everything Jeff Lynne touches sounds like Jeff Lynne. That's why I don't like The Traveling Wilburys I was going
1: to say That they, they, they kind of sounds A little Traveling Wilburys That guy
0: must be A fucking alpha Dominating maniac
1: Maybe he is I'd hate
0: to have A conversation with him
1: Jeff Lynn swings His dick everywhere A
0: conversation More like Jeff Lynn Tells you how he feels
1: <laughs> Jeff Lynn comes And produces your album Whether you want it Or not That's hey, kind of funny Works well,
0: to the wise When Jeff Lynn's over Why don't you just ask him His opinion first And then you can chime in
1: or, no, or never chime
0: in. Yeah, otherwise you might be in for a surprise. Yeah.
1: Maybe Jeff Lynne should be on
0: our show. And I don't want to be on the wrong end of his stick.
1: Yeah. Well, good for you, Jeff Lynne. I'm sorry Dave doesn't like you, but your shit sounds exactly the same to me as it always has, so...
0: Yeah. That's actually cool. Good for him. Good for you. Good he, for you, bro. Sounds like he was auto-tuning back in the 70s. So All who right. knows if he's auto-tuning now?
1: That's probably just weird harmonizing or I whatever. I don't
0: know. no. It's not Actually, you know, I, this is... It's just I don't like I just I can't stand ELO. That's fine. And I can't stand that everything he plays anytime he collaborates with anyone, it's going to sound like uh, oh, I'm working with uh, Jeff Lynne. <laughs> so what? Listen to, you know, listen to Joe Walsh's album Analog Man. There's a song with Jeff Lynne. It's like, oh, Joe Walsh does ELO.
1: Okay. Ugh. Uh, all right. We I think I think I think yeah. we've Bruce. I think we understand exactly who how the you fuck f- is Bruce. Bruce. Don't bring him down. Yeah. All right. I, I was music. a big fan of Xanadu.
0: Well, was he involved with that? Yeah. I thought that was Olivia Newton-John.
1: Olivia Newton-John was in the movie, but the soundtrack was done by
0: Hello. E-L-O. All right. Well, Xanadu. He is what he is.
1: Now we If, are if you here. want that
0: E-L-O sound, get him. All right. Well, if you don't want that sound, don't get him.
1: Well, you're going to get it. He might even pop up even if you don't invite him. So. If, if
0: Adele wants to sound like E-L-O, all you got to do is call Jeff Lynne.
1: Well, there you go. All right, let's move on from Jeff Lynn. You seem to be slightly obsessed with him. No, he's all right.
0: It's just, you know, all right, enough, Jeff. We got it.
1: Number 10 on our list of 13 old bands, new music. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Ringo Starr, what's my name?
0: OMG.
1: My name is the 20th studio album by English musician Ringo Starr. It was released on the 25th of October, 2019, through Rockabella and Universal Music Enterprises. The album was again recorded at Rockabella West's Starr's home studio and features collaborations with Joe Walsh, Ben Tench, Edgar Winter, Steve Lukather, Richard Page, and Warren Ham.
0: Dear Ben Montench, you don't belong in that circle.
1: It also includes a cover of John Lennon's Grow Old With Me, which Starr invited Paul McCartney to sing and play bass guitar on, and a solo version by Starr of Money, That's What I Want, a Motown song previously recorded by the Beatles. All right. So what do you have to say about Ringo Starr and what's my name? Uh
0: Well... I just I just don't know what to say exactly. Let me
1: read this to you. NME's Ryan Daly commented that the album dares you to continue listening to see if you can make it through its first song without spontaneously combusting from secondhand embarrassment. A spectral groan of granddad escaping from your ashes as they sizzle and singe.
0: Uh, okay, thanks, <laughs> but I don't need your opinion, guy who knows less than me. <laughs> uh second of all you know i appreciate that they're trying to get ringo Starr's sound on this album i'm hearing some drumming i'm hearing a little cymbal and snare that is in the mix so uh-huh. that's good okay apparently he's on the track because half the time when when uh ringo is on an album it's not him drumming everyone says how great a drummer he is well then how come he's got someone always playing second drums interesting always okay now I like his playing he's got some innovative drumming and he's great and influential but you know live or for the past 30 years he's rarely playing alone so what's him and what's not him anyway per- supposedly on this album it's him at least on some of the tracks Interesting. and uh, so I like the way that sounds to a certain degree mm-hmm. but uh, now there is a certain amount of generic processing going on in music these days that makes everything sound drum wise almost as if a machine were being played by a human so it all has almost machine-like sound like it's very state-of-the-art sound like a drum machine it's, it's a, like drums don't sound like like listen to a drum set in a room and then listen to how everything is processed these days mm-hmm. it doesn't dr- drums don't sound like that so that's a cool effect, but everything like that, everything, everything has that now. It doesn't, it's, there's no, it doesn't sound, it's not, that sound is not conducive to all forms of music. It's just, it. something's wrong. Something's wrong in music. That's one of the things that's wrong. Everything sounds the same. All the drums sound the same. The, the, and... Half the shits on a grid, so Ringo Starr, I guarantee you, Ringo Starr doesn't play perfectly on the beat. I see. So all you think throughout it's been, the song, it's been it says what they say, quantized, quantized, and and moved onto the grid. Mm. So in, in doing that, you get rid of some of the subtleties, and if you do that to every song that's put on the radio or put out there, then all music just has no feel. So it has no feel. The drums all sound processed. And then on top of that, you do that to the vocals. You you tune the vocals so that every pitch is perfect. There's something wrong with music today. It doesn't sound, there's no...
1: It's not raw anymore. At some
0: point, we as humans were replaced by robots in our sleep. And it, it, it happened in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It's just, it didn't happen overnight, but... Something's Something happened Yep Rock and roll has been replaced By something that's It's not It doesn't exist anymore It does not exist It doesn't exist
1: So Ringo Starr A bust What's my name?
0: That's the problem right there I'm getting at there It's just like It's it's not real It's not There's something fucking missing Also You got Joe Walsh contributing I see that here
2: (laughs) Everybody's on the internet. What's up with that? Your body is waiting for your brain to come back. it be cool
0: just sitting around. You try to get up to get down. What, what did you come up with at, like, three minutes before you went to Starbucks? Like, there's no fucking brains anymore. There's no intelligence. What's he singing about? Yeah. Joe Walsh's verse...
1: It's terrible. Got to get up to get down. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Something about it. everyone's on the internet. What's up with that? It's like, dude, you're so cliched and and brain dead. It's like you were so much better when you were on drugs. It's 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 laughable. So these people sober are terrible. The industry sober is terrible. Oh, okay. The whole thing is sterile and dead. Music is dead.
1: So it's not even the auto tune and drum machine by itself. It's also this movement to be clean and sober.
0: I don't know. They're all clean and sober, but they're all on pills at the same time.
1: Also, just the just the the rush to be uh, politically correct. So there's probably stuff that you don't you can't even think to write in the song because you're you've got all of these filters. <laughs> All of these filters are working against good music basically. Right?
0: Yeah, I don't know. This this shit is not it's not happening, man.
1: On it's top of happen- all of this, the you know, way back when 40 years ago, 50 years ago, you would as a band, you would put out an album and the people would look forward to it. They would buy the album which would then fund your tour and people would then come and see but yeah. these days, people don't care about your new music. When you're out there on your tour, people want to hear the best of, for the most part. And so the albums no longer fund the tour.
0: Yeah, there's no support for the album. There's no, there's no support for the album. It. So
1: honestly, to even be these bands and putting out new music of any kind, it's
0: lo- they'll lose money.
1: They're gonna lose money, and it takes some balls to do it. So I got to congratulate them for for trying. But uh, it's it's a it's a, Dude, a money every, loser.
0: Every single example on this list, this music's not as good as the stuff used to be. Gotcha. What's next on the list?
1: After Ringo, we've got Deep Purple, Infinite.
2: Sending the cold snaps of the institution for the politically insane Never to be seen again Saying farewell to daylight From henceforth I shall rot in a stinking bed of wet straw
1: tell you that sounds pretty good to me it is the 20th studio album by english rock band deep purple released this is one of the ones that this is one of the ones that was not uh released in 2019 this was released in april of 2017
0: all right new enough
1: new enough for this list uh what did you think about this
0: uh well I like Ian Gillian. I think he's one of the best vocalists in rock music. Mm-hmm. And I think he always has been. And I like Ian Pace. I think he's one of the best drummers in of the English heavy metal, pre-heavy metal thing. But this doesn't sound that, that good to me. I see. Uh, as far as the list, I think we're crossing into where I start to like the stuff a little bit more. Okay. But... I guess I have this out of order.
1: This was is number 9.
0: Paul McCartney is after this? Way after. Yeah, I think Paul's going to have to take a step back. <laughs> okay, well. But for right now, let me just tell you. Uh-huh. That sounds like classic Deep Purple. It sounds good, very good. I, I thought it sounds good.
1: Okay.
0: What I don't like about it is the recording. I, I don't see. like the way the drums sound. I don't like it just sounds like they're trying to make it too modern and it doesn't, it's the drums and everything, it's just so processed, it's so processed that it doesn't sound, it sounds unnecessarily processed. Listen to that, I mean, listen to fucking Space Truckin', Highway Star, the classic shit that the drums need to ring out, they need to be ringing, this is all compressed and, and reverb-y.
1: Well, that's less to do with them and more to do with it's
0: the industry. It's the industry. Why? Why you got to make the drums all? What are they? Don't I don't think Deep Deep Purple needs to be recorded to a click track. Yes, it's just like don't don't do that. I don't know. They're ruining music. Other than that, it sounds great, but it doesn't sound as good as it used to sound.
1: A reviewer of Sputnik Music commented, For all we know, Infinite may very well be Deep Purple's final stand, and, for what it is worth, it cannot be compared with anything that the legendary act released in their heydays. However, try to think of bands that play like Deep Purple, and you will probably fail to recognize even one. Infinite, with all its limitations, is an apotheosis apotheosis of character and talent, the work of a group of men who feel comfortable in their own skin and comfortable with each other, which is weird to even fathom when we come to think of the history of the band. At the end of the day, if this is how this story ends, it is a happy end after all.
0: Uh, Who's on guitar on this album? Steve Morse. Okay. He is not the original guitar player of Deep Purple. I see. Steve Morse is from the Dixie Dregs, 70s fusion band. Okay. some reason in the 90s, he joins Deep Purple, uh-huh. and his fusion chops went out the window. But Steve Morse is great for Dixie Dregs. He's not great for Deep Purple.
1: Maybe they're friends. Maybe that's...
0: The well, he's one. been in the band for probably longer than the original guy. Who's I the see. original guy again? Is it uh, Richie Blackmore or Ian... Uh, wait, I'm confusing my guys here.
1: Richie Blackmore from 1968 to 1975. Uh, who, who's Rainbow. Rainbow also known as Richie Blackmore's Rainbow or Blackmore's Rainbow. Okay, so
0: Richie Blackmore is, is is Rainbow and Deep Purple.
1: They were originally established with Ronnie James Dio.
0: All right. So listen, uh-huh. the problem with Deep Purple is there's no more there's no more Richie Blackmore. I see. So, yeah, Steve Morse is great technically. He's maybe better than Richie Blackmore, but he's not the he didn't he's not the riff man. He's not the riffmeister. That's Now so wait, Richie Blackmore is Deep Purple and Rainbow, and who's the guitar player for Sabbath again?
1: Tommy Iommi?
0: Exactly. So I confuse Tommy Iommi and Richie Blackmore I always for some reason. But anyway, so yeah, both those guys. Like It would be like replacing Tommy Iommi with, you know, Al Dimiola.
1: Well, I'm just, I don't know why uh, Richie Blackmore is no longer in the band. And
0: They probably hate each other. Who I knows? see. Who well, knows? Who knows? But what I'm saying is I think I think that's the problem with Deep Purple in my opinion is it's not really the original members of Deep Purple.
1: I see. All right. All well, of them. the guitars are uh, a big deal.
0: I mean, who wrote Smoke on the Water? The fuck?
1: Smoke on the Water is known for uh, and recognizable by its central theme developed by guitarist Richie Blackmore.
0: All right. So, uh, yeah, you, you lose your uh, songwriter and uh, all you're left with is uh, a great vocalist, a great drummer, and a great organ player and a guy on bass.
1: Blackmore later claimed that the riff is an interpretation of inversion of Symphony Symphony Number no. 5 by Ludwig van Beethoven.
0: Richie Blackmore is interesting. Some of his shit to me sounds completely terrible and some of it sounds like really genius.
1: <coughs> all right, well...
0: Anyway, without Richie Blackmore in the band you're a deep purple otherwise known as you farting it up i see uh all
1: right that is enough on deep purple and infinite
0: but yeah it sounds okay it's a little shallow though it's 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 like a uh it's like they're imitating themselves or something
1: that's fine uh i mean i think a lot of a lot of it is that yeah just in general Mm -hmm. uh but again, as someone who's not a huge fan Listening to that song just now I was like, okay, that sounds good to me
0: Yeah
1: <clears throat> Alright, the next one on our list That may or may not be in the correct order Now that Dave has given been given more time to think about it mm. Is <clears throat> Chicago
0: That's my kind of town
1: Chicago, and it's a Christmas album
0: When did they like? Why don't they do a Hanukkah album?
1: I mean, I don't know.
0: This Christmas album. Okay, here's the problem. Mm -hmm. Chicago. Dear Chicago. Uh You have barely any of the members of the band that made any matter. Oh, is that true? Dear Chicago, where's Peter Satera? Where is Danny Seraphine? Where is Terry Kath? he passed away, but I have a feeling you would have kicked him out long ago anyway. So, uh, what is this? Some guy named Pankow?
1: We have Robert Lamb.
0: Yes, Robert Lamb. Was he even in the original band?
1: 1967, he He was Uh, in the band, so he's in there now.
0: Robert Lamb, you're good. I was thinking of Bill Chaplin.
1: Okay, hold on, please. We have Lee Lofnan name:
0: I have no idea who that is. He's he not is, an original member.
1: He is a, an original member.
0: Come on. He is. What does he play?
1: Trumpet and flugelhorn. I
0: never heard of this guy. He has
1: been in the band since 1967. He's in the posters. I don't know.
0: I got the posters.
1: James Pankow, you mentioned trombone.
0: Yeah. He's an original.
1: Original member. Yeah. Uh, is still in the band okay, from so 1967. So what do you What we're
0: talking about is uh, this should be called the Chicago Horns. Robert Lamb has always done keyboards and vocals. Yeah, more like Robert Lame, okay? Oh, fuck. Which one was he lead vocals on? In that What What classic song does he sing on? Because all I remember is Peter fucking Cetera and Terry Kath. All right, well, let me see. What did you sing, Bobby? Well, you are something else. Um, it's, no, I just don't appreciate, you know, this band that they call Chicago is, you know, barely Chicago. It's not, this, this is not... What the fuck?
1: Well, we do still have three of those members. Let me see if there's yeah, any more. Yeah, horn
0: players don't even sing. or You don't sing. You don't play lead guitar. This is rock music. Walter Parazider? Zider? That He sounds like an original. I could never... I haven't been able to pronounce that name since the 70s. He is an original.
1: Um, he. I don't know if he's in this last... What the fuck does he play? Yeah, he's not in this last one. He was... Uh, saxophones, flute, clarinet. All right,
0: again the horns with the horns. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
1: That's it. Those three main guys and and Walter uh, decided to stop. So you're telling me that the drums, bass,
0: and guitar and lead vocalists are no longer in the band.
1: Uh, drums are Walfredo Reyes.
0: Yeah, he's this. That's Danny Seraphine, maybe. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. No, he the drummer is uh. Yeah, I know who
0: Walfredo Rays is. Okay. He's he's good. He played with Steve Winwood and stuff. He's okay. a Latin cat. He's good. All right. So
1: yes, there's are there are three members that are currently in it.
0: Dude, yes. You're you're the horn section. Mm-hmm. You're fucking you're holding on to a dream. You're not what made the band great. And no one knows you from a fucking hole in the wall. We know Peter Goddamn Satara. Uh-huh. We know fucking Terry Kath. And I know you stabbed the drummer in the back and kicked him out. Uh,
1: that would be Danny Seraphine.
0: Yeah. I see. Who was not only the drummer, he was the manager.
1: Uh, Danny Seraphine was a drummer for, it doesn't seem like he was the drummer for.
0: He's the original drummer.
1: From 1967
0: till 19... 90-something. Then, they, get, then they, they brought in Tris Imbodine.
1: That's yes, right. In 1990. You really do know you're Chicago. I know. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that you knew so
0: much about Chicago. Let me tell you something. When I was taking uh-huh. drum lessons, Mike Clark said to me, he's like, Chicago? Blood, sweat, and tears? No, no, no. He said, Chicago? Uh-huh. Ah, uh, what was that? Uh, well, basically he said this. He said, Chicago was an imitation of Tower of Power and that the drummer couldn't play shit
1: oh shit
0: now that being said i think i think danny Seraphine was a good drummer uh-huh. he was not a jazz drummer he couldn't play like garibaldi or, or mike but okay so that just shows you where mike was at <clears throat> mike also hated the beatles although he might tell you differently now but back in the day he was like wow well, we didn't like that shit <laughs> he was like i was into black music i was into blues and soul then the beatles came around and we were like who are these punks they can't even play you know what? The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, the whole British invasion, all the cats who were hit before that looked down on that shit because it was jive.
1: Even the kinks? Yeah.
0: yeah, it was all part of that crap.
1: Oh, poop.
0: Not playing bullshit.
1: All right. Well, all right. But you seem to know a lot about Chicago and yeah. you, uh, this is a Christmas record.
0: I'm just saying, you guys got a lot of fucking nerves calling yourself Chicago. I got to say
1: that the horn section sounds very Chicago-ish. Well,
0: yeah. It's you know, it's, that's what I'm saying. Call yourselves the Chicago Horns.
1: Well, I not think, Chicago. I don't know that as many people would buy tickets or albums.
0: Yeah, they shouldn't buy tickets. I see. The only thing I remember at Chicago is there's some sort of running joke where someone has sex with the whole band in some movie. Oh. Oh, it? oh, that was a... Uh, Larry David movie or something? No,
1: no, know. no, that was, I think that was, uh, oh shit, the <laughs> fucking Ben Stiller and Hans is so hot right now.
0: <laughs> really?
1: I think that's the girl, The the ben stiller's oh. wife in it
0: oh okay yeah uh denise richardson richard no what's her oh name oh my god no denise something or other
1: no that's that was, she was no she's undercover brother
0: all right who's who's ben stiller's wife it's played, she she played marcia
1: yes exactly but she's not his wife any longer well, sadly
0: after, would you be what do you mean? He's a deviant maniac is what oh. right I hear. No, just kidding.
1: She's sweet, and she was actually also in a Hallmark Christmas movie. I All like right, her so- very much, but I don't know her name offhand. But I think that's the reference you are talking about. Let me get you
0: back on track here. Next. Chicago. Oh,
1: okay. It's a Christmas record day.
0: So let me just, I'm prefacing all this nonsense that this band has put us through, you know, as if they're still Chicago. Let me tell you something. You do
1: seem very angry about Chicago. I I,
0: I could deal with, you know, Terry Kath passed away, and all of a sudden, overnight, you turn into a sappy shit band. Uh That's fine. Uh That was the direction you were going anyway. You know, the only good thing about fucking Chicago was Terry Kath. And then secondary was Peter Satera. Uh-huh. And then fucking Danny Seraphine. Other than that, I got no use for any of you guys. Okay. So you kick out Peter Satara uh, And then, so your voice is the recognizable voice is gone. Oh, what do you do? You replace him with someone who is just a young version of Peter Satera, another blonde haired guy who, who sings was, and plays bass. Who was that? I don't know. Some schmuck who was, you know, was an innocent victim in the. In the Jason world of, Chef? I, maybe at mm-hmm. one point he was a young blue-eyed cat now he's probably old with gray hair I don't know what he is I
1: don't think he's still in the band yep,
0: see I don't, I don't they, know they I'm just, just use that. him up where's Tristan he's probably not in the band Jesus Christ oh Walfredo they're coming after you next <laughs> well just saying how about the manager what's that cat's name from the old days he said Danny Seraphine. no yeah but, but from the old days the guy who found the band he had another name. All these cats had names you couldn't pr- pronounce back in the day. This is the thing about Chicago. They all I, I could pronounce none of their names. What was the manager? He was like a 26-year-old cat when he started the band. Oh, boy. oh Jesus, on come on. Second.
1: Uh, let's see. At the the group now known as Chicago began on February fifteenth, 1967, at a meeting involving saxophonist Walter Parazider, guitarist Terry Kath, drummer Danny Seraphine, trombonist James Pankow, trumpet player Lee Lofnane, and r- keyboard singer Robert Lamb.
0: Yeah, but what about their manager? Hold on. Of Guarico? No.
1: I'm not seeing that guy here. Oh, come on, man. Hold on. It says uh, that they all had played together previously in two other groups, Jimmy Ford and the Executives and the Missing Links.
0: Well, oh, that was the band that should have made it.
1: Parazader, Pankow, and Why
0: hey, Call them if you got a crime you want to solve
1: Met as students at DePaul University And Lamb, a student at Roosevelt University Was recruited from his group, Bobby Charles and the Wanderers The group of six called themselves The Big Thing And like most other groups playing in Chicago nightclubs Played top 40 hits uh, Oh, here you go You're right you are right. In June 1968, at manager James William Guarico's request, Guarico. the big thing moved to Los Angeles, California. All right. And now, without James the Guarico, they would have never made it. Okay.
0: He made it happen for them.
1: All right. Well, All there right. you go. You were right.
0: They burned him like they burned everyone else. Oh, is that true? No, I don't know about that. Maybe he burned them. Maybe right. that's where they learned. I see. They learned to burn. I'm just saying, <laughs> they, this band has is, is annoyed the shit out of me since the, seven, since the early 80s.
1: I had no idea that you had such strong feelings.
0: Look at them. Look Twenty-one
1: at them. years together, folks, and I had no idea how Terry deeply Kath he felt about Chicago. And
0: the band goes to hell. I see.
1: Well, I, you know, people still need to pay the bills. I guess I don't know.
0: Saturday in the fucking park was the last good thing they did.
1: Apparently, you still like this album better than ELO, Ringo Starr, and Deep Purple. However, well,
0: I'm just giving it a. I'm just giving it a. Uh, I'm just giving it a pass because I know you like Christmas stuff. I do love Christmas so stuff. So it's a Christmas album, and uh, musically, it seemed like it could have been worse in terms of what that was.
1: Christmas stuff makes me feel so good. I'm
0: not even talking musically about the album. I just, I just resent that you Chicago t- right. puts out an album and calls it Chicago. When there's no one in there, why don't you, hi, I was the engineer, I, I uh, taped up the drums to get rid of the uh, re- overtone ringing. I
1: was the and, gaffer.
0: Uh, I'm the gaffer, exactly, so well, my band's called Chicago. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, I was the gaffer, I'm the original gaffer, oh. yeah, I have a right to it.
1: Alright, so we're going to move along now, are you ready to go on to your next?
0: Dear Chicago, uh-huh. you should have learned to sing, but, you know, should have sung some lead vocals so we'd know who the fuck you are all these years later.
1: All right, number number eight was Chicago. Number eight on the, uh, I guess, worst to best of old bands, new music.
0: They're one of the worst, <sighs> new, worst old bands. I can tell you that much because they're not, they're not the band.
1: We are moving along exactly. to number seven. Are you ready for your number seven? Yeah. Number seven is Sticks <sighs> and the Mission. Oh, no Sticks. Edition is the 16th studio album by the band Styx, released on June 16th, 2017. It is the band's first studio album since 2005's Big Bang Theory, and their first release of original material since 2003's Cyclorama.
0: Oh, they're really prolific these last 20 years.
1: The album reached number 45 on the Billboard 200, propelled by pre-sales prior to its official release date, but fell off the chart after two weeks. When did it is Dennis a concept. Young leave the album. It is Band. a concept album. Oh great. Dennis to De Young had some sort of
0: uh Light like sensitivity illness.
1: Something happened and uh let's see. So Tommy Shaw left in nineteen eighty four because of Kilroy was here. <laughs> ah. Uh so um
0: Someone took himself a little too seriously.
1: With Sticks and Limbo following his departure, DeYoung began a solo career. Uh, Desert Moon was a song I loved, and uh, Don't Wait for Heroes I also dug. Uh, I guess they all took a fi- uh, a five year hiatus. How how do you go on with oh, the name
0: Sticks without Dennis DeYoung?
1: Yeah. Uh, it says uh, though de young and his bandmates had been able to put aside their musical and personal differences during the return to paradise tour those same issues resurfaced resurfaced once again starting on their new album brave new world complicating matters de young's physical health took a turn for the worse de young said he was afflicted with a chronic fatigue syndrome like disorder that affected his trigeminal nerve
0: uh That's a good name for a band.
1: It is a nerve responsible for the sensation in the face and motor functions, such as biting and chewing, and that he would not be able to perform on stage due to a sensitivity to bright light and sound caused by the disorder.
0: He seems to have gotten past it.
1: Uh, He sued his former bandmates, seeking the rights to use the group's name in support of his solo career, the suit was settled in 2001 with the group being allowed to keep the name Sticks and De- De Young able to use the name in descriptive phrases such as the music of Sticks or formerly of Sticks, but not the voice of Sticks.
0: Well, who formed the, who, who started the
1: band? I think it was, uh, I think it was Dennis De Young. honestly. Uh, in August 1961, at 12 years of age, twin brothers Chuck and John Panazzo first played music together with their 14-year-old neighbor, Dennis DeYoung.
0: Those Panazzo brothers.
1: So there's still one Panazzo in the band, so probably that's why uh, they get to use sticks.
0: Hey, Panazzo.
1: One Panazzo passed away, and one Panazzo remains.
0: Dennis Dung needed to take the uh, remaining Panazzo on a ride. They have never come back. I see.
1: I see. All right, so... uh,
0: once again, just because you're the bass player doesn't mean you're sticks. Pressure, the we'll gone, gone, gone.
2: Light it up, let's get this show on.
1: Okay so it's weird but the the uh the harmonies sound a little like old sticks to me like uh pieces of eight type of stuff but the lead singer is does not sound like he belongs in sticks to me
0: no but he does sound like they tried to replace someone who has a similar uh tone
1: yeah yeah but it's not it, it's not quite it's not qu- it's not quite Dennis DeYoung I mean I almost feel like at that point, Tommy Shaw should just sing everything, because at least he's us. He's yeah. Know. They
0: should have gone on with Tommy Shaw and that James Young guy. Just those two. Not they. They hired this guy. He's 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 unpersonable.
1: He, oh, he's so turn off. Look his, at him, Lawrence Gowan. Look at him. I don't want to look at him. Look at him. Okay, Lawrence Gowan is a Scottish Canadian.
0: musician oh god born in glasgow again with the canadian they got you know so i'm not wrong they're gonna put him down also
1: he has been both a solo artist and the current lead vocalist and keyboardist of the band sticks since may of 1999
0: they basically hired gavin mcginnis to be their frontman.
1: that would be better his musical style is usually classified in the categories of pop and progressive rock yeah, no, who else does that? Oh,
0: Dennis DeYoung. Yeah, that sounds like someone else I know.
1: Honestly, I'm Team Dennis DeYoung. I have not bought a Styx record since Dennis has not been in the
0: band. So they bought some. They they hired someone who just it sounds like a, a guy imitating him. This is kind of like Kiss for me. You know, I will not. It's I, like Journey.
1: Or Journey. There you go. I I can't. Not you can't. You can't replace the lead guy, and and you just can't. It just doesn't make sense to me. Get your shit together. Or or Van Halen. I just no you, you can't get your shit together work it out be men be adults y- y- go on stage perform for an hour and 30 minutes and then go to your respective buses and and deal with it through a manager there's it just the uh, there's something about the tension that also brings to the party uh i'm i'm not a fan so i have never heard this stick stuff um Clearly, I'm not going to like it as much. Because Dennis DeYoung, to me, is is sticks. I mean, from Lady to just any... I, look, I love sticks, and maybe that's cheesy of me, but... Uh,
0: I don't love sticks, <laughs> but I don't mind them, and I like certain parts of them, uh-huh. but I don't like them without Dennis DeYoung because no. it doesn't sound like sticks. No. You got, your, you got rid of your front man.
1: It's very theatrical. Their early stuff was very theatrical, and yeah... Kilroy was here was a little that video that goes with it that movie that short or whatever, totally gay, just gay in the worst way possible, and. Uh,
0: so what? What's better? Damn Yankees? That's better. Well, oh, they did, Frank, was better? It, Frank was better. Frank was better.
1: Uh, I think that. Uh, Damn, Damn Yankees, Yankees
0: with Ted w- Nugent.
1: With Ted Nugent, I had some me. had some songs, but anyway. Uh, well, you
0: know, Tommy Shaw's got some songs.
1: Tommy Shaw was, look, he played a character. I think it was named Jonathan Chance in the Kilroy Was Here uh, movie. We loved it. And if you've not seen it,
0: I think he should have been Luke Skywalker.
1: If you've not, you probably should have. But if you've not seen it, you need to because look, it's Tommy Shaw's terrible. The
0: do you, anyone who puts Tommy Shaw down, don't know, they don't know Tommy Shaw. Well, that's Shaw. what I'm
1: saying. Tommy Shaw, I don't blame him for not wanting to be in
0: that movie. All right. That movie was terrible, and it was a bad decision. Tommy Shaw should have been in the Hardy Boys. Tommy Shaw was a good-looking dude. He, he could th- sing. He plays guitar. I've said it before, like 10 years ago. I think he's as good a guitar player as Eric Clapton. Sue me. I don't care.
1: You know who should play Tommy Shaw is that guy who was in that... uh who's the, who the guy in the movie with... Uh, with Will Ferrell, the ice skating movie. He- Heaton? What?
0: What's his name? John, something or other? I don't know. He you mean uh the Napoleon B- Dynamite? Is that him? Isn't it? Oh, I don't know. It's not the same guy? I don't fucking Am I know. My space and hat. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm not look looking this shit
1: up. It hit me off the I don't know. But that Will Ferrell ice skating movie is is hysterical.
0: Um anyway, yeah. Sticks Without Dennis DeYoung is more like stinks. It's Stinks.
1: All right, but still better than Chicago, Deep Purple, Ringo Starr, ELO, Bruce Springsteen, and Neil Young. Yeah, well, you can hear it
0: there. It sounded rocking. I mean, look, Todd Zuckerman's a great drummer, and that sounded a pretty good production actually. I just don't like—I don't like the Gowan guy.
1: All right, yeah, I don't like him either. Lawrence Larry Gowan
0: I don't like people named Larry, and I don't like (laughs) people named Gowan unless you're Rose and you got an Emic in front of it. then I only like you if you're doing some sort of weird dance.
1: Oh, are you talking about... uh,
0: Some sort of dance. Planet Terror? I don't know. She did some sort of dance.
1: She was pole dancing, and she also had a gun attached to her leg.
0: Pole dancing? Yes. Hey, isn't that racist? No. Tell that to the poles. Oh,
1: my God, Dave. Anyway, so...
0: All right, so Sticks was
1: number seven on your list of old bands, new music... Worst to best. They yeah. were number seven.
0: So this is the thing. I don't expect a whole lot out of them, so I can't, you know, I can't so angry at them. It's not like it's not like Neil Young.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: not like it's not, it's not like Crazy Horse has someone else singing, sounding like Neil Young. You know, Crazy Horse with Dana Carvey on lead vocals. Hey, now we're onto something.
1: Number six on your list is Paul McCartney Egypt Station. Oh.
2: I got crows at my window, dogs at my door. I don't think I can take any more. What am I doing wrong? I don't know.
0: All right, now, like I said, I think this needs to move back. Back. Is this further back? Yes. This might be. Right before Ringo Starr Is this one How about that
1: Well that's way back there Dave Let's just say
0: that this album Is a shit fest also
1: Egypt Station Is the 17th solo studio album By Paul McCartney It was released by Capitol Records In September of 2018 terrible, David. This should be way further down on the list. See? Then why do you have it at number six?
0: I guess I got lost along the way.
1: I think this should be right after Bruce Springsteen.
0: I would agree with you. And here's why. Why do you think?
1: Shit sandwich.
0: (laughs) No, but seriously. Uh The problem with this is Yes. they've run out of material. He's got nothing left to say. It's got nothing left in there
1: But it's just it's It doesn't it,
0: There's nothing uh, going on there
1: It doesn't sound good to me I don't like the way his, soo- his voice sounds I don't like the song This weird video on YouTube Is also disturbing Because there's a cartoon man with his dick out So I don't know what's happening there
0: Last time uh, Paul McCartney was good Was uh, Maybe I'm Amazed Is that uh, Wings? Yeah Wings had a lot of good
1: stuff Yeah, and that was it Probably one of the best uh, James Bond songs
0: Too. That is good But You uh, know, there's a lot of good The classic stuff there uh, Wings And this, this pales in comparison It really does
1: I don't know why this is so high up on the list, Dave I'm s- shocked at you
0: I think I just lost track of what was going on there
1: I see I gave you too much homework
0: well I listened to it But I didn't mean to put it in that order I'm just saying Yeah This does nothing for me I can't I Basically It's it's not something I will listen to
1: It brings nothing to the table It's
0: unlistenable The Beatles in general mm-hmm. I, You can only listen to them a certain amount And then the shit becomes like You can't listen to it over and over I've said it over and over again In the past The music doesn't transcend So it's just It's a, it's a you, can't, you can't listen to it over and over again It's just you absorb it You've got to move on It's not like a Heavy piece of Music that you could Listen to throughout Your whole life
2: I like don't how like many this fucking at time, all How many
0: times are You gonna listen to I want to hold your hand Right We've heard it I got it Okay <laughs> I can't hear that anymore
1: Right But I think the, the, I can the listen more
0: to listen Oye, Va Every fucking day
1: The real I think the real lo- Re-listenable stuff From the Beatles Isn't Isn't that era
0: I could listen to Black Magic Woman to this day.
1: Okay. Nothing from uh, Magical Mystery Tour or uh, hey, Sgt. Pepper's. I'm tired
0: of the Beatles. Days, this, this, this not, it doesn't have staying power for me. For I you. I can't okay. listen to that shit.
1: All right. All right. That's fine. I mean.
0: It's like it, it's, uh, it's a drag or something. All right. It was cool. All
1: right. Paul McCartney was number six, but we we would sh- we upon further examination we would shove him way back further on the list. Yeah. Probably between Bruce Springsteen and ELO. Yes. But for now, he's at number six because that's what you told me. Okay. Number five on the list, Dave. Yeah. Was Cheap Trick. We are all alright. <laughs> We're All all Alright is the 18th studio album by American rock band Cheap Trick. It was released on June 16th, 2017. The album's title refers to a line from the band's 1978 hit, Surrender, as well as the theme song to the television series That 70s Show, which the band performed.
0: Guess what? Yes? We're All all Alright, should be called. We're All all Alright, except Bunny Carlos, the original drummer, who is not in the band anymore.
1: He has been replaced by Dax Nielsen.
0: Guess what? That's a terrible first name.
1: Is he related to Rick Nielsen, maybe? Yeah,
0: he's his son. I see. But Dax is a bad first name. Sorry, Mr. Shepard. I
1: see. Uh, so how long has Dax Nielsen been in Dax? the band?
0: I'm Dax. Okay. Bun-, Bun was bad enough, but now Dax? Well, who's the next drummer going to be? Zaffron? I am Zap- I'm Zaphod, Zaphod Beeblebrox, the drummer I see
1: Bunny. Last Hitchhiker, that's I the see.
0: last hike- Hitchhiker and last, uh, What's that movie called? Book? The Galaxy's Guide to the... The Hitchhiker's,
1: Hitchhiker's guide, guide, to the guide to the Galaxy, exactly
0: Yes, that's the uh, character, Zaphod Beeblebrox I see He's the main character Well, it says here Just saying, guys, you know Bunny Carlos is is around he's drumming what you're too good for to have the best drum, the best drummer for the band in the band maybe he's
1: ill I don't know it says here that uh, on the um, cheap trick Wikipedia page that current members include Bunny Carlos
0: yeah How but come he's not in the band
1: for the personnel on this record and also on the current uh also on the Wikipedia page for Cheap Trick, it says that Dax is the drummer, the touring drummer.
0: Okay, so I think I've heard Eddie Trunk talk about this. Essentially, contractually, Bunny Carlos is still in the band, ah, but he doesn't perform or record with them. I see. So that's really great. I see. Keith Moon's still in the band, then, I guess, too.
1: Uh-huh. All right. Well, now that I, now I think that's uh, that's becoming clear the lead single was called long time coming
0: all right That's the singer of the band from all those days ago. Robin Zander. Yeah, that's right. That doesn't sound like creep, chip cheap trick to me. And quite frankly, first of all, here's another example of this music sounds like it's on a grid, perhaps, but the drums, to me, they sound like every other drum set I've ever heard in the past two years. It all sounds the same. It sounds... I, find, I hear no personality to that drum set at all. You used to be able to hear Mitch Mitchell, Jimmy, uh, John Bonham, Ringo Starr. They had their sound. You could hear their drums. The, you can't hear the... This is, this is processed nonsense. It's not Cheap Trick's fault. It's the industry. Something happened where we, we don't, we're not real anymore. That's, un, that's not real. That sounds like processed fake imitation rock music yeah it's fake it's fake that's the cream the cream they don't, this doesn't sound like music cream sounded like music listen to crossroads it sounds like music listen to fucking John Coltrane Charlie Parker this that this, this music doesn't the drums don't sound like this a drum set it does not sound like this we're creating shit look I could get in the studio and make my drums sound like that. It's fun to do. But on everything, every single recording has got to sound like that? It doesn't work for 90% of the shit. Look, just because it works for Justin Timberlake doesn't mean it's going to work for fucking Ringo Starr. Morons. Morons. Well, <laughs> the mu- it, this is not... The music... This is a, it's this, it's, I can't, there's no words for it. I see that. What are you going to do? Put Ringo, what are you going to do? Put Keith Moon on a grid and quantize him to the nearest eighth note? But the way that's recorded and presented, it's fake nonsense. Everything sounds the same. You got to look, am I, I'm not wrong. Those drums sound like the drums on any other recording, nothing has any personality. It sounded uh,
1: gee, uh this is the thing I'm not nearly as uh good at picking apart music like you are so I it sounded prog rocky
0: to me the, the, in this day and age you you put out an album of James Brown and it would have the same drum sound as an album as fucking Judas Priest how does that make any sense the two don't there's no there's no common you, just, you, just because it was a hit for someone doesn't mean it should be on every recording. It's terrible. I mean, that's basically what's been happening since... Yeah, but now it's worse. It's worse now. It's so automated now. It's so generic. It's so devoid of human element that it's, it's not right. The only thing that works for is electronic music, where it's, there's no human element in the first place. People don't even know it's happening.
1: Ugh. okay so this brings us to the next band on our list number four of worst to best old bands new music we have the who i
2: don't
1: Stylized in all caps is the eponymous twelfth studio album by the English rock band The Who, released on December sixth, wait a minute, 2019. Twelfth twelfth studio album by the English rock band The Who.
0: I feel like you have more than that. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. That that's not right.
2: Let's
1: see. That's according to uh, Wikipedia.
0: Yeah. List list those twelve.
1: The twelve are My Generation from 1965. Yeah. A quick one, 1966. The Who Sell Out in 1967. All right. Tommy, 1969. Yeah. Who's Next, 1971. Okay. Quadrophenia, 1973. The Who by Numbers, 1975. All right. Who Are You, 1978. All right. Face Dances, 1981. Okay. It's Hard, 1982. All right. Endless Wire, 2006.
0: Okay, go back now. Uh, Where's Meaty Beaty Big and Bouncy? (laughs) (laughs)
1: I don't know Meaty Beaty, Big and Bouncy. Well,
0: any fucking Who fan knows Meaty Beaty, Big and Bouncy. Is that an album? Yeah, let's pull that one up for a second now.
1: Okay, hold on, please. Meaty Beaty, Big and Bouncy.
0: Now, you're going to tell me it's a best of? Because I'm going to tell you it's not a best of.
1: Meaty Beaty, Big and Bouncy is a compilation album of singles by British rock band The Who, released in 1971... Uh,
0: sh- yeah, because, oh, tell me something. Uh-huh. Uh, the Naked Eye. What what single was that? Let's see here.
1: We've got I Can't Explain, The Kids Are Alright, Happy Jack, I Can See for Miles, Pictures of Lily, My Generation, The Seeker, Anyway, Anyhow, Anywhere, Pinball Wizard, Illegal Matter, Boris the Spider, Magic Bus, Substitute, I'm a
0: Boy. A a naked eye?
1: I don't see that anywhere here. On what?
0: A meaty, beaky, big and and bouncy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't say meaty, beaky, big, and bouncy very well, but uh, I do not see... What was was the name of the song?
0: The Naked Eye.
1: <clears throat> Naked Eye is a song by The Who written by Pete Townsend. The studio version was released on the group's nineteen seventy-four compilation album, Odds and Sods.
0: So uh how is it a uh, oh oh yeah, that's the other one. Odds and Sods. They didn't mention Odds and Sods. Odds and Sods is an album that consists of
1: studio outtakes and rarities all by right. British rock Guess band what? The Who.
0: Guess what? Yes. And all of us who grew up listening to The Who. Uh
1: huh. Odds and Sods Is an album
0: Is an album Okay Meaty Beaty Big and Bouncy Is an album I see The Kids All Right Is also an album Okay Also Quadrophenia's soundtrack In addition to the Quadrophenia album Is an album So don't tell me if They only released 12 albums Because I'm thinking of at least 15 or 16 And I think there's more I see So they're incorrect Sorry you're incorrect Wick- Wikipedia has been known to be wrong 12 albums I'm like, uh, why why, why are you trying to reduce the man's prolific career? Let's take a listen to I'll Be Back by
1: The Who from the new album, Who.
2: The time has come. For us to see if you'll take me once again, for darling I'll be back. I'll be reborn. I know I always want to be your friend. This life was like climbing. So glad I put the time in. I've got so used to loving you. In this life, you so bless me. Why would I want to get free? I've been so happy loving you.
1: Why did you pick the song to listen along to? Is because
0: this, this is my thing. Uh huh. This is not a Who album. Uh huh. This is an album that has music by Pete Townsend with Roger Daltrey singing on some of the songs. Now, the Who is—if you look—if you're going to call yourself the Who, you're a band. It's a band.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not
0: just—it's a band. So the Who is uh, Zach Starkey on drums. Mm-hmm. Pino Palladino on bass, mm-hmm. and Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend. Well, look who's on this recording. Who's on this recording?
1: Uh, the Who is Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend. Additional personnel is Carla Azar, Matt Chamberlain, Gordon Giltrap, Pino Palladino, Gus Seyfert Zach Starkey, Benmont Tench again, and Joey Waronker. Waronker.
0: How many fucking drummers do you need on the album?
1: Let's see. Joey Waronker is drums on Beads in One String, I'll Be Back, and She Rocked My World. Uh, He's not part of The Who. Zach Starkey is uh, drums on All This Music Must Fade, Ball and Chain, Detour, and Street Song.
0: So The the drummer of the band is only on four of the songs in the album.
1: And Matt Chamberlain is drums on Hero Ground Zero.
0: Matt Tramble's a great drummer, but he's not the Who. This is
1: not the Who. Carla Azar. Who the fuck is she? Is drums on I Don't Want to Get Wise and Rockin' in Rage. Look. Uh, Carla Azar is an American drummer from Alabama.
0: Yeah, she's a part of the Who.
1: And member of the band Autolux.
0: This is not the Who, okay? I see. Second of all. Mm. This is the thing. Yeah. I like Pete Townsend more than I like Roger Daltrey at this point.
1: Yes, we know that. I,
0: Daltrey's okay, but it seems like all uh, there's so many things wrong with this album. It's just insane. The one song that is is good is "All This Music Must Fade." It's good, but it, it's just. It's nowhere near as good as any other classic stuff. I see. And, and a lot of the shit Townsend's writing now is like melancholy, like almost Broadway esque, like like, uh, oh, like, melancholy, like uh, drama shit. And then, so you take that, take that melancholy bullshit, mm-hmm. and then you auto tune his voice. He's that last song we just heard. Pete Townsend's got a great voice. And if he doesn't hit the note perfectly, that's Pete Townsend. But don't make his voice sound like an angel. It doesn't sound like an angel. Right. He's not hitting those notes just like that. And quite frankly, look at the credits on this album. Uh, Why would a rock album have something called vocal producer? How about the person who sings the song is the vocal producer? What's a vocal producer? That motherfucker ruined the Who album. Ugh, I don't like that What's either. his name? Dave something or other? It's not on here. He's got, he needs a shout out. Fucking ruin. Look, vocal producer? What does that mean? You took the vocals and made them sound in tune? You ruined the vocals? Dude. <laughs> Auto-tuning Pete Townsend. You gotta fucking be kidding me. It's sacrilege agreed on top of it the material is not that great it's just not everything on meaty beady big and bouncy is better than <laughs> this
1: the
0: uh, fucking odds and sods too
1: has he gone has he gotten woke i think a, 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 the big problem is
0: uh, he seems know, like he's half woke and half not woke some of them seem woke and some of them seem the opposite
1: get woke go broke is uh is i a know thing that roger daltrey's
0: reasons. uh pretty pretty politically aware on the uh, he's like pro Brexit and stuff. I think he knows what he's talking right, about. Right, but he's
1: not writing most of these.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what Townsend's doing. I don't know who produced this. Uh, I don't know why you would call it a Who album. It's not a Who album. There's no such thing as the Who anymore, apparently. Right.
1: Well, half of them are have passed away.
0: Whatever, man. It's this. This. This, this is not the Who. This doesn't sound like the Who. The Who is fucking. You're sullying the band The name
1: It says Pete Townsend Dave Sardi With Bob Pridden And Dave Aringa.
0: Yeah Dave Oringa Go fuck yourself
1: It says he only Bob Pridden and Dave Aringa Only
0: produced Roger Daltrey's vocals. Who's producing Pete Townsend's vocals? That, that is auto tune. You're telling me that's not auto-tuned? Pete Townsend has never hit the notes so pristinely like that. Right. Not exactly like that. That's tweaked. Terrible. It's tweaked. I don't believe it. I believe his vocals are tweaked on that.
1: Okay. I don't I I'm going to say that you are most likely right.
0: And you're telling me that song I just replayed that sounds like a Who song? No, I, I wouldn't. I don't it's know. It's a Pete why. Townsend solo album. Uh huh. I like Pete Townsend. He's one of my favorite, but that doesn't sound like the hood to me.
1: The album debuted at number two on the US Billboard 200 album chart for the week ending December 21st, 2019. So there's that.
0: It's all fake bullshit.
1: I'm, yes. I know The Who is one of your favorites, so I can see why you're very angry about this.
0: Yeah, it is why. You know, I didn't expect anything. I'm not expecting anything at this point.
1: All right. Well, that's good then.
0: Wild Honey. That, that band's better than The Who. Now. Mm-hmm. They're kids. At least they're playing music. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, listen to them. It's real. It's rock music.
1: Number three. Moving on.
0: Dirty Honey, I mean, not Wild Honey.
1: I don't know. Them. Dirty Honey. Number three. They're the
0: one that sounds like Motley Crue.
1: Number three on the list, uh, old bands, new music. Worst to best. Number three, Santana.
0: Now, I only put the Who's album that high up there because I love Pete Townsend so much. Africa Speaks. And the same with Santana. One of my favorites from the old days.
1: number three Africa Speaks is the 25th studio album by American rock band Santana released on June 7th 2019 it was produced during a 10 day recording session by Rick Rubin at Rubin's Shangri-La Studios in Malibu during which they recorded 49 songs wow Ruben and Carlos Santana used an eight-piece band, which included Santana's wife, Cindy Blackman Santana, on drums. The first single from the album, Breaking Down the Door, was released in April of 2019.
0: Uh... This to me sounds like real music. This sounds more like real music. It's less processed. I think Rick Rubin has a sense of old school that he holds on to. Uh, This sounds like real music and sounds like pretty good Santana but for me uh, it's too poppy and Latin like I like Santana a little more like psychedelic rock style and I like when he has like that vocalist what's his name um the guy from winning
1: the lead vocal on the Santana version was performed by Alex Ligertwood
0: yeah um, Alex Ligertwood Ligertwood okay that dude sings his ass off and he in my opinion was the best lead singer for Santana uh after Greg Raleigh but Greg Raleigh was organ vocals but this guy he was the shit anyway so this new Santana it's good and it's live it sounds less processed it sounds less automated but still it doesn't sound as good as Santana used to be and even his guitar playing it's like I don't know, man. Like, his tone is, like, a little, like, brittle now or something. Like, it happened to, like, uh, Clapton in the 80s. His tone got brittle. And, like, Santana's tone's a little brittle now. It's, like, too distorted and too, too like, in your face. I don't know. Something happened to his tone. So well, Maybe
1: he likes it but better now, though. I guess
0: he does. I don't know. I mean, I don't know compare this to Abraxas it just doesn't compare it does not compare it just doesn't compare to the old stuff it really doesn't I guess it you know I don't know man How, how could you be uh how could you be an artist and put out stuff that just is nowhere near as good as your old shit can you do you not see it I don't know like why even bother at that point
1: I well, I feel like, you know, other than being woke, it's just you're when you're so established, you're not suffering anything. You're just, there's nothing going wrong. There's nothing that's inspiring you to write music of, that is, you know, about counterculture things. You've, you're you a millionaire now. You live in a nice home. You have beautiful children and a lovely wife. You, you know what I mean? You have a kitchen that is... Uh,
2: yeah, filled I with
1: good things. You're not, hu- you're not hungry for anything.
0: I mean, that being said, I do like this album. There's some good stuff on it. Uh-huh. Benny Reitfeld, the bass player and musical director, is really, really good.
1: Benny Reitfeld, I think we, or, or we saw him. He yeah, we played saw him with at, them in Vegas, right? House of Blues. Yes.
0: Excellent, excellent musician. He uh, was with uh, Miles Davis in uh, Miles' Paris concert, one of the last concerts Miles played. It was uh, Benny on bass yeah that guy's really good, so yeah there's some really good parts of the, the album, but it's just not as good as it used to it doesn't
1: be. compare but i I would say I listened to a little bit of this with you uh the other night, and I thought it sounded great
0: yeah, it does sound it's, great it's
1: enjoyable and it it's sounds... something I would definitely put on in the background and listen to uh,
0: and maybe if you have to maybe if you listen to more, you might get into you know like some of this stuff you gotta sit on it for a while music good music sometimes takes a while to to hit you as being as good as it is right
1: but also given
0: this music that that chance
1: but also as just somebody who again you know i haven't listened to carlos santana as often as you have so i'm less uh i'm less picky about what i hear
0: some of it just sounds like they're imitating themselves like it's almost like a character of themselves like every every cliche you gotta have on it like let's pull out okay here's something here's this this cliche here's this thing that we do Oh, they're expecting to hear this, so we do this. Uh
1: huh. You kind of get in your own head.
0: I don't know, man. It doesn't sound real to me. It's not. It's very calculated.
1: That's uh, okay. That makes sense. But. I mean, you want it to be successful, I think, too. I mean, look,
0: Santana, even the show we saw at the House of Blues, he was excellent, but look how the way they had to bill it. It was Carlos Santana plays his greatest hits, it was something like the greatest hits of Carlos Santana. Like, dude, I don't need the greatest hits of Carlos Santana. Yeah. I just need Carlos Santana. I'll let let him decide what we're gonna see. Yes. Don't make me don't make me watch Evil Ways and fucking Black Magic Woman unless that's what he feels like playing. It's not. I don't need the hits of Carlos Santana. Why don't you just have Justin Bieber and Carlos Santana play up together? I mean, I mean that's what stupid. we
1: were. We mentioned this before. That people want. People will pay money for the nostalgia of best ofs. People
0: don't deserve to listen to music.
1: Yeah, but that's... I mean, people have to make a living, so you've got to kind of give the people what they want. And These people have ruined the world. I mean, that, that's probably true. Guess what? Yeah.
0: I'm used to it. I thrive in this environment. <clears throat> okay. Keep rowing it, cunt.
1: Number two on the list. Number three was Santana. We are now moving along to number two. Number two on the list is Robbie Robertson Cinematic. Cinematic is the sixth solo release from Canadian singer and musician Robbie Robertson. It was released on September 20th, 2019. Uh, I think some of these songs, or at least one of these songs, is featured in The Irishman. I think maybe all of them? Maybe it's a, it's a uh, soundtrack or a score?
0: Maybe that's why it's called Cinematic. Perhaps.
1: I Hear You Paint Houses, featuring Van Morrison and Frederick Yannet.
0: Now, ain't that something? When was the last time you heard Van Morrison on recording?
1: I know. I love Van Morrison. I know you don't love him, but I do.
0: I appreciate Van Morrison. I just don't like Brown Eyed Girl. Why? And I don't really like Moondance.
1: What? But it's I don't a fabulous know. night. No, moon
0: Dance is like some fake jazz. Like fake jazz. It's not. It's fake. Okay.
1: Well, you know what? Let's stop right now. Mm. This is about Robbie Robertson and Cinematic.
0: I'm just saying. I understand. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance. Robbie
1: <laughs> Robertson Cinematic is your number two pick.
0: Yes, Robbie Robinson, Robbie Robertson, Robbie Robertson. Uh,
1: we've been this. We've been at it for almost two hours. So that
0: man is a genius.
1: <clears> okay, <throat> so you love this record.
0: Uh. I think this record is very good. I'm not going to say that I love the record, Uh but a couple of the tracks I think are outstanding. And this is a perfect example of someone who's in his 70s, I think, embracing modern technology and actually doing a really good job with it. Like, I feel like this album is, is authentic and it sounds really good. And he... He knows what he's doing when it comes to using this technology.
1: Seventy-six.
0: Yeah. He you know, look, Robbie's never had the greatest singing voice, but mm-hmm. this is the same thing he did on that uh somewhere under the what was that one? Uh from the eighties or nineties. That classic tune he had, Somewhere on the What is it? What's he say? Something? Uh, what is it again?
1: I have no idea what you're Come on, fucking you know talking the song. about.
0: You know, you got it. Tell me what his uh, his other hit from his single uh, solo album years ago was.
1: What year are you saying?
0: Isn't it like somewhere down the laser river, or some shit like that or something? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Robertson. Uh. He has that stuff where he's like kind of like talking and singing at the same time. Somewhere down the crazy river The crazy river, exactly That was, even when that, even when that came out I was like, wow, this guy's kind of like Embracing old and new Like he was hip That, that was hip, then Look, Robbie Robertson is the brainchild Behind the band He's the only fucking remaining member uh, Well What, Garth Hudson I guess is still alive Robbie Robertson is the, is the band Without, you know, Rick Danko and LeVon Helm And you can see it on this album. You can see the genius that was in the band and how it's applied on this new stuff. Like, listen to the tune Once We're Brothers. I think that's a brilliant song. I think it's really well done. I think that's a really Really good song
1: It sounds good It sounds a little sad
0: Well yeah it's sad It's about the fucking band nice. It's about oh. They're all dead and Gone And there's no Going back It's a fucking Powerful tune Are
1: you upset? Are you crying? That's a
0: strong song I'm not crying But that's you know it's, That's a strong one See what I'm saying That That is the, Out of all this music That's the only thing That makes me feel anything
1: Wow Okay Well, there you go. Then that that was a good pick for number two. Then, but if that's your number two, then why isn't this your number one? I guess. Well, because
0: that is the only song I really like on the album.
1: I see. Okay. The other songs
0: I dig, but that's the only song that really strikes a chord that reminds me of the brilliance of what made the band special, and it was Robbie Robertson's songwriting and the way he could write for these other characters in the band yeah so when he's writing about that subject matter it's like you know i don't just you know you get older and you start to get sentimental for shit like that you know rick danko passed away and all that kind of stuff so yeah that that one for me is a heavy one that being said there's other stuff on the album that you know i can appreciate it and i respect what he's doing but i don't i don't really it's not for me but I still think he's embracing technology and the production and everything on it is really good. And that's Jim Keltner on drums on that one.
1: What do you know about Jim Keltner?
0: Jim Keltner's like, you know, Jim Keltner is this Southern American drummer who has managed to be part of English rock music since the 70s. He's, you know, he's almost like an English drummer, but he's from the South. He's been on John Lennon, uh, Clapton, I mean, he's just, he's a part of the landscape of great music. He's on Rai Cooter's uh, Bop Get Drop, which was the first digital album. Is that true? Yeah. 1977. Anyway, so I'm just saying, you know, I don't make it heavy, but that's a heavy tune. That tune's a heavy tune. That's a, that's a heavy one By an old guy That's like an old guy Singing about his old friends That's a heavy tune. Now other than that Now I'm picking I, The number one I pick uh, Is Ozzy Osbourne Cause Ozzy Is rocking Spoiler alert That shit sounds rocking Are we onto that now? <laughs> Apparently we're onto that Ozzy Osbourne Is your number
1: one pick Of old bands New music Worst to best Ozzy Osbourne, ordinary man. man 12th studio album by Ozzy Osbourne the album has a tentative release date of January 2020 who cares its 10-year gap being the longest between two albums from Osbourne to date the first single off the album titled under the graveyard was released in November of
0: 2019 yeah this one uh this sounds like classic Ozzy it's got a lot of energy to it and I appreciate that uh, it's got Chad Smith on drums and Duff McKeegan on fucking bass. Hey, right? He's the bass player? Duff McKagan, Chad
1: Smith, Slash.
0: Slash on guitar. The whole thing is like really pumped. It's pumped full of energy. Chad Smith sounds amazing on and, this cut.
1: And Andrew Watt.
0: Yeah, this sounds like, you know, Ozzy 30 years ago.
1: It does sound amazing like classic ozzy
0: it's killer this is an example of where that production works like somehow chad smith's drums still sound bombastic they don't sound overly they're produced but they don't sound like generic
1: well i think you have someone like ozzy who's you know uh gonna go into a studio and not be dainty to you know and step around shit and just say no this sounds like shit no, I want it to sound like this. Yep. I mean, he's a—he is a legend.
0: And he has musicians who appreciate old Black Sabbath instead yes. of playing like it's a Black Sabbath record.
1: Absolutely.
0: Chad Smith sounds like—he sounds like he's trying to play like old Sabbath, and it's fucking killing. It sounds as good as it ever did, because Ozzy's always been processed. Ozzy's music sounds good processed,
1: right? Because it's
0: insane. His
1: voice has always had that weird thing to it.
0: Yeah, the the guitar—it's always been insanely distorted. The drums, and it's a—it's been like that since the '80s. That's how his music sounds, right? But you know, Deep Purple—they started out with Hush. That that didn't sound like that's not that's psychedelic rock.
1: I see what you're saying. They're
0: not. They didn't always sound like you know Judas Priest.
1: So you're not only b- Worst to besting but you're also uh comparing it to their earlier stuff like what is closest to earlier stuff i guess so that's yeah also somewhat enjoyable
0: yeah i mean i guess if i look if i loved elo i probably would have put that album first because to me that sounds as it's, authentic as it comes
1: i think you're right about that it does but sound pretty authentic like i don't like them i that's fine i asked you to put them in an order that's fine and you did that
0: yeah and i'm not a huge ozzy fan but this shit is amazing
1: Yes, and it does sound like it It could be interchanged with anything, you know, especially like 80s Ozzy.
0: Yeah, 80s Ozzy. No More 90s Tears Aussie. or whatever that exactly. shit
1: is. It all sounds, it sounds very much Mama, the same. Mama, Coming
0: Home, all that yes. shit sounds just, it's right in there. It's, it's right it in is there.
1: right in there.
0: So, and I don't know what they've done to his voice, but his voice sounds great auto-tuned. If it's auto-tuned,
1: and I don't know that that's the process really that they use, but I, I think they probably triple and quadruple his well, voice that's, over. That's it. the
0: technique they've always done that. Yeah, that's what I think that they do. This is the funny thing is, like I never th- classically, I would have always thought, oh well, Roger Daltrey's a better singer than Ozzy Osbourne. Uh huh. Well, on this new stuff, Ozzy sounds ten times better than Roger Daltrey.
1: I mean, maybe Ozzy has a you know understudy who sings underneath him on the album too. I don't know. That's they, terrible. That, then it's not Ozzy. Well, I'm just you know like a background guy who sings. I don't know. It does, there's no one else getting credits here, so you do I'm... that
0: live. That's one thing. Down the album, then you're just lying to the public.
1: Well, I don't. I, I I'm not accusing you of of him yeah. of lying. Please stop it. All right. Um, but yeah, I thought he sounded. I thought this could have been anything from the '80s for sure when I heard it. I I don't love the video that accompanies this. Um, it's 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 weird. I didn't see it. It's weird, and it's just it, it's it it reeks of Sharon Osbourne trying to get involved.
0: Oh, she's involved deeply in everything he does.
1: Yes, but she's she's the hero of the video. You know, like it's literally three or four minutes of somebody playing Ozzy Osbourne, right? Okay, I saw the
0: making of this. Drinking
1: every kind of liquor he he could, and you know she's uh, to to use a term that david lee roth taught me years ago she's a vomit angel um and the vomit angel is a young lady who may not be the most attractive young lady but she does come in and clean up the puke off the floor holds your hair behind your uh neck as you're vomiting into the toilet um and helps you see the light basically um
0: i've never heard that term before that's, that's hysterical
1: that's a that's a that's a David Lee Roth original and it fucking is hysterical and it's right on 100%. a hundred percent percent—a vomit angel. So, um, that's basically what she was, you know, and, that
0: and her father was the king of the world.
1: Yes, exactly. So she was a, a very rich vomit angel, but, um, so the, the video is just b- basically her vomit angeling it up.
0: Right. They're trying to make the Sharon Osbourne story.
1: It, pretty much, pretty much. I, and it's funny the it's funny because he the guy that plays him kind of looks a lot like him the woman who plays her mm. is slender
2: uh-huh. back
1: in the day she was she was quite uh, large oh, quite yeah. large so uh, i don't know why they did, they chose that but whatever that's fine but um, so i don't love the video I did wind up just looking away and listening to the song. Um, Gotcha. That's cheesy. Yeah. But I did, I did, uh, I did agree with you on this, that it sounds the most authentic uh, other than the ELO. um, It does sound the most authentic. Uh, I don't know a lot about Robbie Robertson. uh, So there's some of these that you picked that, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't know enough about to. That's why this is you going through the list and not me. I can comment on stuff occasionally, but I, I don't know nearly what you know. So here's the list again. Worst to best. Neil Young. Bruce Springsteen. Paul McCartney. This is the revised list. ELO. Ringo Starr. Deep Purple. Chicago. Sticks. Cheap Trick. The Who. Santana robbie robertson and ozzy is our number one best pick old bands new music that's Sprout right there we go well dave this has been a very lengthy uh episode so i'm not going to uh ask you if there was anything else you wanted to speak about i will just say that uh happy new year everyone
0: nappy who year okay in honor of don imus
1: uh blessed uh, Don I miss uh he, Nappy
2: who yeah.
1: We lost him recently and uh the terrible things people will say about anybody on the internet is uh it's just insane, and that's a
0: whole other show, but Whoo hoo in blackface, Robin.
1: God rest his soul is what I say. Blackface. Blackface.
0: Whoo hoo I'm in blackface, flobbin.
1: F- okay. Flobbin.
0: Whoo-hoo on the Petey Green show, Robin.
1: Uh-huh. All right. That's a whole other show as well. All right. Peace, man. Goodbye, America.